Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We observe today not a victory of party, but a celebration of freedom. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. The human zoo, where they don't hide away the sick animals. Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The independent republic of Mike Graham. Stand to attention when I'm talking to you! On Talk Radio. Dismiss! Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. Halloween's getting nearer and there's plenty of frightening stuff going out, going on out there in the real world. One retired US general even thinks the US and China will be at war in the next 15 years. It's also nearly November and our attention turns to Remembrance Sunday, particularly poignant this year as it's the 100th anniversary of the end of the First World War. The Royal British Legion are unveiling a series of special commemorations across the country today and poppies go on sale in all kinds of different guises. I'll only say this once, whatever your beliefs, whatever your prejudices, Whatever your political leanings, you should all contribute to the charity which looks after our servicemen and women. It's as simple as that. There's a time and a place for protest. This is not it. 0344-499-1000. Dawn Neeson's here with me today, and she'll be telling me why, as a vegetarian, she thinks it's perfectly okay to shoot defenceless goats in Scotland, and we'll be finding out why you should never take your other half to work no matter how much they ask to come. 0344-499-1000. And later on, we'll be talking workplace do's and don'ts as well to ensure you stay out of trouble uh, in this very dangerous age in which we live. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, and Dawn Neeson on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. What I say is, is that, you know, if you want to wear a poppy which is different from everybody else's, I don't have a problem with it. It was interesting what Julia said there about how the point about the, the, the paper poppies is that it yes, is meant to be a little bit flimsy. It's, so fragile, it's meant to be fragile. Life. Like because I mean anyone who's ever seen the real poppy fields yeah. and those those, you know, miles and miles and miles of white crosses yeah. in northern France. Oh, it's, um, it's just horrendous. Ha- it's a very, very heartbreaking yeah. uh, thing to do and see. And if you haven't done that, I guarantee that you should go. Everybody there should go and everybody you will would definitely, then wear a red Yeah, poppy. you will definitely have a different definitely. style uh, of belief about it. But we very well want lots of your calls on this this morning, 0344-499-1000, because we are supposed to be a civilised country, we are supposed to be a democratic country, and as I said, my belief is, generally speaking, as long as you give money to the charity, which does an awful lot of good work, yes. I'm not going to give you a hard time for not wearing a no, poppy. No, I think that's a very fair point, but I do look a bit askance, and I hate myself for it, that people who aren't wearing poppies. I, I disagree with the poppy mm-hmm. bullying, I get where people are coming from then, but if I'm walking down the street and I see someone, especially the closer we get yeah. to this particular Remembrance Day, which is obviously 100 years since the end of the first world war 
I, I, I just look a bit odd at them. I think, well, mm. why aren't you wearing a poppy? Yes, but that, in a way, is wrong in itself. But let's it, talk to Robert Hardman. Robert, a Daily Mail writer and author, he's just written a book called Queen of the World. Um, he and I were, uh, met uh, just a, a few weeks ago uh, in, a, in a bar, believe it or not. No, We're going to talk really? now about the poppy business. He's written a big piece in the Mail today uh, about a, a new kind of poppy that's out there, a gold leaf poppy. Robert, very good morning to you. Welcome to the show. Morning, Mike. Thanks morning. very much Hi. indeed for joining us. Great piece in the Mail today. Um, People have been sort of, uh, shall we say, uh, a scan, looking slightly askance at this, like it's the sort of golden ticket from Harry Potter. This gold leaf. <laughs> that did make me a bit twitchy. Idea. I you must know, doesn't does yeah. mean you get to go to the poppy factory. Yeah. But, but it's, a, it's quite a good marketing tool, isn't it? Yes, I mean it's it's we're not talking a kind of Willy Wonka golden ticket here. Um, I mean it's one in six of the poppies going on sale. We'll just have this one-off, uh, if you like, kind of souvenir stroke thank you message of um, saying 1918-2018. Um, it, it's about getting the poppy talked about. I think it'll particularly appeal to uh, younger uh, people, children. We know how children love collecting things. I don't mind do. Um, so it, it, some might call it a gimmick. Frankly, if it sells more poppies, who cares? Well, that's the bottom line, though, isn't it, Robert? I mean, and the, it's got the actual dates, uh, 1918 to um, 2018, printed in gold on the leaf, hasn't it? So that's, that's, that's what. That's, that's the only real difference with the poppy. That's itself. the only difference. And they've done it on. They've done it, as I say, on about one in six. They're planning to sell about 40 million poppies, and um, about seven million of them uh, will have this on them. And it, it's a sort of. It's a sort of random. Thing, you buy your poppy and oh look I've got that on it isn't that nice but if you haven't it, it doesn't make the slightest difference I mean they're not going to be worth anything I think somebody worried they're going to end up on eBay I really don't think they will uh, by the way eBay and, and other organizations are, are, are very strict about not selling any kind of um, poppy related merchandise um, because uh, everyone wants to make sure that it all goes to the legion yeah, because uh, Dawn was telling me this morning there is an awful lot of poppy-related merchandise. In fact, I saw a picture yesterday, not that it's merchandise, but a picture of a, a police car covered in poppies. And you just think, <laughs> you know, have we gone a little bit over the top here? I, I, I think once a year, I think we're, we're, we're allowed to do this sort of thing, and particularly given this is a very, very special uh, centenary. I mean, this isn't going to come around again. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I... There is this this risk that, that there's this sort of sense that once this is all over, oh, we can forget about it now. You know, the, the, the Great War's over. Once we've done 100, it's consigned to history. We can just sort of ignore it. Um, and, and, and and I don't think we can because it's it's related entirely to what the, the armed forces do for us on our behalf today. Uh, there's still a lot of people out there for whom the First World War, I mean, obviously they don't remember it, but, you know, it, it definitely affected their lives. You know, they're... they're the widows, the, 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 the children mm. with no fathers, the people who were left destitute, mm. you know, and it's had an impact that, that many people still feel today. So I think it's very important we do carry on remembering. And, and this isn't just about the First World War, obviously, Robert, is it? I mean, in, in your piece, which I think is brilliant, by the way, I, I love it, um, is um, that there's a story of a, a young father, Ryan, who came home from Afghanistan in 2006 and, and so broken by what he'd witnessed out there, he took his own life. Now, yeah, the Poppy Fund does help look after his wife and children. It does. It, it helps people on, from every conflict and none. Mm. Essentially, people have signed up, served their country, and somehow uh, suffered some misfortune and need a bit of help. That's where the Legion mm. steps in, mm. and it's been doing it ever since the First World War, and it'll mm. carry on doing it. I mean, fortunately, last year um, was one of very few years since the Second World War when no serviceman or woman was killed on active duty but that's very unusual that's, and, that's and amazing still isn't it? people being yeah there are still people being you know hurt on training accidents and killed in that 
accidents and that sort of thing. I mean, the, Le- the Legion does a good job. It does a really good job. And, and so do all the other military charities that, that sort of work alongside it. And, and you know, I, I just think the idea that we, we this gradually sort of creeping in in certain quarters that a white poppy is somehow an acceptable alternative. No, not at all. I, 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 think, I, I totally agree with you on that to, one. We need to nail this now. And, and do you get ang- I mean, I get very angry, Robert, when I read about like the uh, the Cambridge University. I know you mentioned that in the piece as well, where the students uh, were actually going to have yeah. a, a motion on uh, de- deleting various words from the Remembrance Day service because it was sort of like valorising war rather than remembering the people that we lost who fought for us. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're Cambridge students, and they, I mean, the word valorising, I never actually heard of it. No, I mean, either, but then again, I need to go to Cambridge. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah their, their, their argument, or the argument of some of them, let's be fair, it wasn't all of them. No, the sure. Some of them was that we should not, um, we, we shouldn't distinguish between any victims of any war anywhere ever. So that, um, you know, the poppy is all about glamorising British forces, um, but we should really be... Um, we should be remembering, you know, um, I, I don't know, every, every, you know, enemy soldier, every... every ISIS you know, fighters in just, Syria, yeah. Yes, exactly, oh, yeah, that's yeah, a war. Absolutely, you know, they're, they're affected by, by wars. Although, so, to be yeah, honest, Robert, I mean, you and I would both be more than surprised if uh, the dopey Cambridge University students didn't come out with this kind of rubbish because that's what they're there for. And also, um, you could also argue, could you not, that those people who did fight and die in the First World War were actually fighting for the right of people in this country to have some obscure to beliefs. To have soppy opinions have like that, different yeah. opinions absolutely. from other... From so, so that's why I'm slightly uneasy about the kind of, you know, the overbearing attitude that everybody yeah, must I wear totally, a red poppy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I think poppy bullying, we shouldn't do it. I mean, I, I would put it, I would rank it alongside to say good manners. Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. have to say please or thank you. You don't have to um, offer your seat to an elderly person. There's no law that says you do. You don't get punished if you don't. However, it's what makes society what it is. Mm-hmm. And I just think, you know, we may think the less of someone who decides to... Um, be rude about the poppy or wear a white poppy. I mean, you know, that's our right too. I don't, certainly don't think they're under any obligation to wear one. They can wear what they like and do what they like. They can stay in bed on the 11th of the 11th of the 11th. They don't have to turn up at a local war memorial. However, uh, a lot of us want to, and I think you know the more of us who do, and the longer we do it, the better. No, indeed. And today, uh, there's a lot of unveiling. Some of it yesterday. There's sort of a series of different installations across the country. Was it was it last year that we had the um, uh, you know the, the sort of the, the, the waterfall of poppies? That was which, 2014. Was I think. it really? It was a start. Yeah. It was commemorating no, the start see, of the first world. This is yeah. what happens when you get to uh, my age, Robert. You start to think that the years are actually <laughs> closer worry, than they were. They're actually on display. Those ones are on display at the Imperial War Museum. Oh, good. So you can still see. Those. They look beautiful yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of different places you can go and, and witness um, in one form or another some kind of art installation, which I think is brilliant. They're trying to raise 50 million. One of the things I found amazing in your piece was that there are scurrilous types out there who will actually try and profit from this and sell it, fake poppies because I suppose I if you stand on the street and collect cash, it's a pretty good way of making money. Yeah. I, I, I know. I find that absolutely amazing as well that, uh, that, that you know, somebody could actually. Thing. I know. Let's 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 make some sort of fake poppy merchandise and try and sell it. Um, and and last year, Border Force Guards found a consignment of 150,000 pounds worth of fake enamel poppies and, wow. uh, coming poppy in from China. Poppy That's outrageous. China, and uh, they're they're really clamping down on this this year, which is which is good news. But I again, you've got to think who whoever who actually thought that would be a good idea. I'm nice. amazed. Absolutely incredible. And as far as the um, uh, the whole kind of fundraising aspect goes, is there, is there anything else that, that they're doing different this year? Obviously, you know, because the 11th of the 11th, the 11th falls actually on a Sunday, mm. that will be special, won't it? Um, but are, is there going to be controversy about who attends the ceremony, about, you know, who which foreign dignitaries are invited or anything like that? Uh, yeah, they're going to, uh, among among the, 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 the plans, there is a lot of talk about the 
president of Germany um, being invited to a special service at Westminster Abbey, uh, which I think will be a very good act of recognition. Yeah. And, uh, and, and also they're, they're doing a special uh, Indian poppy this year as well, the Kadi poppy in, in recognition in recognition of the um, uh, 74,000 troops who served in the Indian Army. So right. that's, another, that's another new thing this year as well. So, uh, you know, the, the, there, are, there, are, there will be different aspects that, that, from, from the usual um, rituals, but nonetheless, uh, you know, the, the, the message is the same as it's always been. Sure. Mm. And funnily, I mean, funnily enough, we talked earlier about the, you know, the, the, the more recent uh, conflicts and, and soldiers that come back from that yes. uh, and taking their own lives. I mean, in a, in a kind of bizarre twist, on the very next page of the Daily Mail, there's a piece by your colleague Stephen Glover about how terribly badly uh, the soldiers are being treated who fought in uh, Northern Ireland during the Troubles and how, you know, uh, despite the Good Friday Agreement yeah. and all the forgiveness mm. going on. I mean, it's just it's just a very uh, strange piece of timing in a way, isn't it? That, that here we are on the one hand saying we must absolutely, you know, celebrate and, and thank these the young men who, who they were mostly young they men. Were mostly. Whereas, you know, over in Northern Ireland, that's not happening. Yeah, it, it, there is, I think, uh, among the, the, uh, a lot of members of the forces, particularly former members, this, this uh, just a real sadness. You know, they did what they were told mm. to do, and, uh, and and now all these years later, that the, the past is coming back to to haunt them. Mm. Um, and it and there's also a sense it's rather sort of one-way traffic. You know, we're not. It's not to say that you know the people who are actually um, shooting at them and trying to blow them up, the IRA. It's not to say they you know yielding up any of their. Uh, Secret. So I think there is a sense. Obviously, the state has to behave, you know, beyond reproach. That goes without saying. But at the same time, we have to remember that the, you know these, a lot of these people have already been investigated. Some some of them many times, mm. and 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 some of them are very ill, very elderly, and and and, and this 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 sort of witch hunt is uh, frankly incredible. Totally wrong for doing a job, basically. Hmm. Incredible. Yeah. Robert, listen, thank you very much indeed. Robert thank Hardman, you, Robert. Daily Mail writer, author of the book Queen of the World as well. This is the Independent Republican Mike Graham, 03444991000. We're talking about uh, Remembrance Day. We're talking about the launch of the Poppy Appeal. Uh, we're hoping to raise £50 million this year, to say the Royal British Legion. And Samantha sent me a lovely depiction of one of her local churches. Uh, she says lots of congregations where she is have been knitting poppies, which have been made into displays around the church. And this is Curtin Lindsay. And she says it looks amazing, doesn't it? It really does. Looks fantastic. Uh, it's all down the it's side lovely, of the, uh, the sort of yeah. the church spire, yeah. if you like. And yeah. uh, lots of people. And I've had a couple of uh, Kevin has tweeted in a picture of himself uh, wearing a, a sort of a poppy-inspired sweatshirt going to work. And you know, they, the bulk of, of the British people really will do it. Yeah, will absolutely. do it. They will take part in in, yes. in 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 it. So I think Samantha's saying, or Annette rather, saying this is a special year. That's why I it's... will be in the crowd at the cenotaph uh, on eleven eleven to honour all those who gave their it's lives. It's a very special year. And it's a one. I mean. And what it is, is, is again, one of those things I think that unites us as a, as a, as a country. Yes. And I think that that's important yes. in this day and age when we're so divided on yes. so many different things. Yeah. It's just nice to be able to have something yeah. where we all stand as one and actually, you know, think about something that happened a long time ago in which an awful lot of people mm. gave their lives mm. and, and, which, and which should be remembered. Mm. As simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. But Let's talk to Jeff, who's in Hull. Hello, Jeff. Good morning, guys. Hi, Jeff. Yeah, morning. How are you doing? Good, good. It's nice to hear people supporting the military for once. Thank you for that. Not at all. Well, no, we, we wouldn't have it any other do. way. Well, I'd like to say that, going back to what you've just been saying regarding poppies and whether we should wear them or we shouldn't wear them, what they stand for, what they don't stand for, mm. the facts remain this, and the best way I can put it is this, and I'm not glorifying because I wish I'd never had to do it in the first place. My period of service with the Parachute Regiment took in the Falklands in 1982. 
So I know personally what it's like to face a man and have to do your job. Yeah. Mm. Now, compared to what these guys did in World War One and World War Two, what I did was a tiny, tiny scratch mm. in history. What they did was a mammoth, mammoth, mammoth undertaking. And to think, I know what it's like to be in a, in a shell scrape. They were sat in trenches for months on oh. end, being shelled months on end. Teenage boys having their heart and soul ripped out of them with continuous shelling. The country owes these people a debt yeah. forever. Because what people don't, don't ever remember is when they're sat having the breakfast and they're watching the news and all these boys in Afghanistan, oh, right, I better go because the tube's in a minute. It's not like that for those boys. Those, to, to boys who've been in combat, every day is Remembrance Day, not mm. just once a year. They have to remember that. Mm. Yes, I think Great, that's absolutely yeah, right. And so as I said, isn't it poignant as well, as I pointed out to Robert Hardman, that as, at the same time as we're talking about this, in, on the very next page in the Daily Mail, they're talking about soldiers who served in Northern, Northern Ireland. Ireland how a guy treated. who's 77, suffered a stroke, still being questioned by, by prosecutors about how uh, the circumstances came to be where he shot someone. It's disgraceful. Mm. That anybody who served in Northern Ireland, it is the most continuous barrage of abuse and and hatred that like like it's hard to explain to you unless you've been stood there nodding bricks back yeah because there is nothing you can do mm. and then at times when you're told to do your job men who are sat a thousand miles behind you then mm. pull you for something you did mm. 25 30 40 years ago is disgraceful, it is disgraceful because that man invariably will have done that under orders whether it, whether, whether it was a fatal contact or not, he will have done that because he was doing his job. He was doing his job. And the bottom line me, is... When you're dealing in Belfast and, and Armagh and so on and, and on the borders, there are no rules of engagement mm. there. No. No. Exactly you're not, right. You're not doing it for queen and country. You're doing it for your mates and the guy next door to you. But the way we treat our service personnel in this country is, in general, appalling. How many of the homeless people we have on the streets in our cities have served in the forces and just been literally thrown out and forgotten about? Forgotten. Mm. The forgotten people. Mm. Because to the, to the people of Great Britain... and Sorry, that's wrong. To, to some of the people of Great Britain, the armed forces are just people that are a necessary evil. But what they forget is that these boys train to do evil to make their lives pleasant. Of course. Yes, to give them the right to choose not to wear a poppy. Exactly. Jeff, thanks very much indeed for your call. Jeff in Hull there uh, making some very good points this morning. Patrick uh, is in Belfast. He's going to do the same. Hi, Patrick. Morning, folks. Hi, Patrick. What do you want to tell us, Patrick? We know you were in the forces. Yeah, what better way to spend a day off than listening to the best radio station in the world? (laughs) Very kind. Very kind. Could you not get that uh, one and got this one? Thing. Sorry, no. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Just about the poppies. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that for this generation, the, the generation that actually served in World War One, there isn't anybody left. And the best mm. way to remember them <clears throat> and to get, educate future generations is that if schools, instead of sending kids away on expensive skiing holidays, they should do like a two or three day educational break yes. through the sun. Yeah. So actually, that that's a good point. Yeah. So, so that's actually passed on to future generations. Mm. You're standing here because all these thousands of graves 
Mm. You know, these men sacrificed themselves, mm. and mm. some of them are no older than what you are standing here. Yeah, because mm. it's an incredible, it's an incredibly moving uh, sight to to, to see. Oh, yeah, you know, and I think I don't think enough people do see it. No, I don't. No, no. Mike, I think it was back in two thousand and six. We went to the Somme to um, to the Irish division, yeah, and we had to dig up the trenches in preparation for the Queen the following year, opening up the trenches so you could do tours, right. and at, at at the tower, and it was just a humbling experience because you were digging up things, you were digging up shells right. and helmets, mm. and you know wow. these were people who had actually fought, mm. yeah. You know, mm. and you were actually uh, you were actually in the trenches of people nearly a hundred years ago who were actually based there. And, and, and imagine being in that. I mean, experience. there have been some great films made, but I mean, you, I can't physically imagine being in a trench. You know, up to your waist in water, surrounded by rats, um, freezing cold, and being told right now we're going to go up the ladder and we're going to run towards, run towards the people guns who are, are people shooting at you. You just can't imagine it. No, you can't, and but only through being in them actual trenches and somebody describing to you the actual scenes, it maybe gives you a glimpse, and that's what this generation mm. is missing. Yeah, if, you know, pe- people complain now of, oh, look, we we don't have it as good as what you are. We're, you know, uh, you know, the two thousand generation, the millennials who say, oh, you know, we haven't got as good as life as what our parents have had. Right. It's only when they're in them trenches, then maybe it'll sink into them. Mm. My God, you know, how good do we have it now? And it's thanks to them. Exactly. Yeah, they don't appreciate what they do. Exactly. Have. Patrick, you're absolutely right. Thanks very much Patrick. indeed. Let's go to Suffolk and talk to Paddy. Hello, Paddy. Hello. Good Hi, morning, Paddy. everyone. Good morning. Are you going to wear your poppy with pride? Absolutely. An ex-servicemen. Yes. Uh, come from a long line of ex-servicemen. Okay. And like you and Dawn, practically everyone in the country used to have someone who was at the Somme or in the Second Mm. World War. But I think this has changed. And you said earlier that this unites us. But unfortunately, it doesn't anymore. Because I was in a couple of corner shops when I lived in Sussex. Uh And the poppy man came in. And he asked the owners if they could, you know, sell them. And they point blank refused. Why? What, you mean sell them in the shop? Yes. Right. What, what, what reasons do they give for refusing? I, well, I was trying to earwig on the conversation, but I can read between the lines, and I suspect it's something to do with their religion. What, you're saying that they were of a different religion? Uh, yes. What religion were they what's from? What's going on in certain parts of the world now? Uh, it's a bit of a minefield speaking about this. Well, not really. You just have to say what you mean, Paddy. Well, I mean, most corner shops these days are run by blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and a lot of them have a certain no. religion. Well, you don't know that, though, Paddy, do you? If you're saying that there are lots of Asian people running corner shops, that's one yeah. thing, which is true. Uh, how do you know whether they're Muslims or how do you know whether they're Hindus? Whether you know, you know, you don't know what they are. Yes, so... Um, there's an awful lot of Commonwealth. There is, for example, as we heard earlier today, there is a, a Gandhi-related poppy, uh, which is yes. going to be on sale this time uh, this year because of all the all the numbers of Commonwealth soldiers. Now, if if there are people who are in this country who have a belief that the poppy symbolises some form of oppression, 
you know, then they are not particularly being British about that, are not being particularly Muslim about it either, or particularly Hindu about it. Well, there would have been it. Hindus and Sikhs Because and there were plenty there of Sikhs, Sikhs and Hindus and Muslims who fought for Britain uh, in every of single course. war that we've ever had. The Gurkhas, for example, are one of the most feared regiments in the entire world. Well, I, if, there are, if there are a couple that. of mealy mouth types who say we don't want to sell poppies in our shop, which is the story you're telling me, then, so as far as I'm concerned, you know, they can get lost. Ridiculous. However, they do not represent a group of people, do they? Well, I mean, it's the only two times that I've been in a shop and I've uh, witnessed the poppy person coming in, you know, to ask this, and both times, no. Right. Well, I mean, um, I can tell you plenty of stories of uh, corner shops where I've been, which are run by um, Asian people who do so. There is. I, I fully accept that. So I would say that, like the idiots who want to wear white poppies or the people at Cambridge University who don't want to glamorise war, there are people who, unfortunately, don't get it. They're just idiots. There's nothing to do with But it's religion. got nothing to do with whether our country is together or united or disunited. I think our country is as united as it ever was on this one particular subject. Well, you you had the ex-para on earlier, yeah, and he was talking about uh, the chaps abroad now. And well, we can all remember how there was massive demonstrations when they came back. From well, there, well, there were demonstrations. I don't call it massive. There's a few well, loonies. Yeah, but yes, but a certain big demonstrations from that particular group of people. Yeah, from the nutty, the this... nutty side of Muslim life. I mean, you know, but there's no point, Paddy, in trying to make out that, which I think you are trying to make out, that somehow the Muslims in this country are against the poppy and against war and against everything that Britain stands for. That's um, your point, isn't it? Well, a, a, a surprisingly large element are. That's what really? Now, this story annoys me because a few years ago, a, a certain newspaper did a story about how in the east end of London, which is where I live, where I'm from, um, that it, you couldn't wear a red poppy because people would shout abuse at mm. you, implying it was the Muslim community. Yeah. So I got really annoyed about it and thought, right, I'm going to actually go for a walk around the east end where I live wearing a poppy. People would usually shout abuse at you anyway. Uh, yeah, they? well, that's just, just you, Mike, actually. Yeah, and the no, just me, yeah. But I mean, but no one said a word. Right. And there were plenty of people. There were people selling poppies outside the local tube station. There were people selling poppies outside the local mosque. I mean, it was, yeah. well, it was just, I, I'm it was just not people. I'm saying the Muslim population is uh, homogenous. They're like one, you know, group, you know. Well, I mean, what would you say about the people at Cambridge University who don't want to glorify war? Are they homogenous? Uh, 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 uh. Well, That's not an answer, Paddy. I mean, they are, yeah. No, they're not. They don't represent anybody other than who they are. Yeah, yes, but... They don't speak for me just because I, they happen to be white point, right? Christians so, at Cambridge University. Well, I was suspecting some of them these Some of these people who would not sell the poppy and are at these demonstrations, there's a good chance that their forefathers served the British Army. There is. And oh, yeah, of course. Yes, so... Well, maybe what you should do next time, Paddy, is have a listen to the conversation so you know precisely what was said and, and engage them in the conversation and say to them, why do you think that you can get away with living in this country and not being part of what it is that we do every single year to honour our war dead. And if you don't like it, get lost. Why don't you do that? Well, I was quite shocked at the time. Um... Well, being shocked doesn't mean anything. Say something, You told me you didn't hear the conversation, Paddy. I was trying to earwig in the conversation. All well, I well, hear trying to was... earwig means nothing. I'm sorry, that, you know, if you stand up in a court of law and when they say... Uh, what is it that was said? You can say, yes, I was trying to hear the conversation. It doesn't really work, Paddy. But thanks for your call. Now, take your point, and many people might think that you have a point. I'm not one of them. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. 
Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. got lots of calls to take and lots of great tweets coming in at Talk Radio, at Dawn Leeson, at IROMG uh, on the subject of Poppy Day, because uh, the p- appeal begins, the Royal British Legion appeal begins today, uh, so do go out and get one. Yay, bye, uh, and even if you don't want to wear one because you're a spoil sport or you're a bit mealy-mouthed, just give them some money anyway and walk on. Right now, though, we're going to talk about who you saved first in a situation like, for example, the Titanic, which was on the other night. Uh, some people's favourite movie, Women and Children First, I as they always story. used to say. Yep. Uh, they've done a study uh, regarding kind of uh, driverless cars because yeah. driverless cars have to be programmed so that when they approach certain situations, you have to know what they're going to do. We were talking about this the other day, uh, where a driverless car will drive uh, apparently closer to the one in front because, you know, they don't have to worry so much about, uh, you know, losing concentration because they're always looking. But if, for example, somebody walks out in front of one, they have to make a decision instantly as to whether they run that person over mm-hmm. or try and avoid them, yep. uh, thereby maybe running into more people. Yes. And whether they're men, women or children, uh, makes a difference, doesn't yes. it? What does it say? It's, it, this survey, it, you read the story, this is a story in the Daily Mail today, and it's it's an incredibly... It's, it's research conducted by Institute of Technology over in America, and it's helping designers create sort of like cars that drive themselves. Yeah. And they did this survey, and they computer-simulated scenarios where an accident is imminent and the car must opt for one or two potentially fatal options. For example, swerving towards a couple of people rather than to a large group. And they used the data from this survey highlighting how morality differs around the world. So, And it's like, you know, the British people taking part in this survey would opt for basically ploughing into a crowd of women as much as a crowd of men. Yes. Whereas the French would always plough into the crowd of 
men before the women. That's because they're so, hoping that they can take the woman for lunch. Yes, exactly. Then being French. Being so French. The French still do women and children first. And obviously right. children, sort of like but most countries, do agree that running over children is probably not a good thing. Right. Um, but the Brits actually now, women and children first, well, women first is out the window. So there is no lesser, we're, we're of, happy. There is no lesser of two evils. Which is good. I think that's absolutely fine. You're happy to be in the firing line now. Absolutely. Of okay. I well, am. let's talk to Noel Sharkey, Emeritus Professor uh, of AI uh, and Robotics from the University of Sheffield. Noel, very good morning to you. Good morning. Hi, Noel. Is you it, can explain this story better than we can. Is it officially the end of the moral dilemma? No. <laughs> <laughs> end of interview. Not Thank by, you. <laughs> not by any means. <laughs> That's it, then. You don't want anything more. That's about it. it. <laughs> Thanks very much indeed. Lovely to talk to you. Thanks we'll for see explaining you time. it. <laughs> <laughs> what is, I mean, what is, 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 I mean, one of the things that we all worry about, of course, being uh, stupid and ignorant about things like robotics, is that, you know, the robots are going to take over. They're going to make decisions around us that don't involve us, and we're all going to end up like something out like the Terminator. Yes, well, uh, I would ignore that kind of stuff. But but in terms of this uh, moral dilemma thing, I think that was a really, really interesting report that tells you about what we all think nationally. And it shows how difficult it is to get morality right across nations. But as far as autonomous cars are concerned and making decisions, it's nonsense, really, to be honest. That's like, shall we just program not to plough into anybody, really? Well, that would be that would be the ideal situation. Yes, sort of. But how on earth? I mean, some of these categories, right? Is male doctor? Looking at this, a male doctor came fifth of being saved, and a female doctor came fifth. How's how the car going to know what they do for a living? How are you going to know that they're a male doctor? They're going to have to wear a big badge, a great big giant badge saying male doctor. Um, so, so this stuff, in terms of uh, being interested, it's a really great report on morality. But in terms of autonomous cars, I mean, how are you going to... You have to rely on the cars being able to perceive these categories. You know, never mind tell the difference between a man and a woman. Mm. But not only that, um, how do they perceive, for instance... Um, the road conditions, there may be oil in the road. They might skid when they're heading towards the one, uh, one big fat man who seems to be the worst, one of the worst <laughs> things here. So you all want to lose weight if you want to survive on the yeah, road. Yeah, yeah. They're going to veer towards this fat man. But in the meantime, they skid and go into a load of children. Um, when you hit a vehicle, you don't know what's behind it. You don't know what deflection you'll have. So, so all those things. And then there's the occlusion effect, and that means what's behind you don't know what's going to hit the car that you're going to hit because it's a pileup. You don't know if that car's got a lot of babies beneath the level of vision. You know, they're in low chairs in a high vehicle. So so the idea of this having any impact on the road is, is completely crazy, really. Are we kind of overthinking this whole idea of driverless cars? Yes, we are. I mean, the other thing is, well, not only that, this is from a moral dilemma from many years ago, moral philosophers called the trolley problem. Mm. And that is, you see a train coming rushing down the road. They call it a trolley, but it's a train rushing down the line. And you're standing by the points. Now, the train is going to hit two kids wearing iPhones, right. mm-hmm. you know, their, their headphones. And the train is going to hit them. But you're at the points. And if you pull the points, instead, it's going to hit an old lady who's deaf. Right. Mm. So do you pull the points? Well, in one case, some people would say, well, you should pull the points because the old lady's worth less. Mm. But other people say that by you acting, you're now responsible for murdering the old lady. And rather than leaving it to chance, in other words. Yeah, that's right. So if you're in a driverless car and your driverless car selects 
select someone. Perhaps the car was at, when when it went out of control. It's not going to hit anyone. Mm. Is but there an option? Is there an option? The car has selected to kill somebody. It's turned into a weapon. Is there is there is there an option for you to say? Actually, I work for South West Railways and I'm on strike, so I can't touch the points at this particular moment <laughs> in time. <laughs> <laughs> and thereby, I mean, thereby having uh, you know exposing yourself to absolutely no responsibility whatsoever. Yes, that's right. I mean, I I don't know what I think that we just have to go very very careful with these things. Use sensors on the highway, which is the best way of doing it, hmm. so that they will t- slow the cars down automatically and get them to. Avoid I mean, is, is there a possibility that you could build build chance into AI? For example, if you are driving a car. And you, all those situations you described are, are happening to you as an individual human driving a car. Largely, what you're going to, what's going to mostly happen is it's going to be down to chance, isn't it? Yes, you just let it go the way you. But you know, when we're when we're driving, what do we do? That's what well, I mean. The yeah. first thing we do, right? Obviously, is try to save ourselves. Yeah. And that's not here. So there has been other discussions that are not appearing here among ethicists Mm. uh, looking at cars, which is, you know, should you have a car that decides um, you're less valuable than that group of children? Right. So you're on a bridge. What does the car do? Does it run into the group of children or does it crash through the barrier and kill you over the bridge? Are cars ever going to be really this intelligent, though? (laughs) I mean, seriously. No, No. I don't think so. Most people are. You can't speak about forever but certainly not in your lifetime, I would say. No, exactly. how long you live if you're killed by an, uh, an autonomous vehicle. <laughs> indeed. It's fascinating stuff, though. Noel, it thanks very much indeed. Thank Noel Sharkey, uh, Emeritus Professor of AI and Robotics at the University of Sheffield. Is you don't like what we do, oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. I'm Mike Graham. Dawn Neeson is here with me. This is the Independent Republic. Nicholas Sturgeon tweeted this uh, after the uh, pictures appeared on social media uh, of this woman shooting these uh, animals. Totally understand why the images from Isla of dead animals being held up as trophies is so upsetting and offensive to people. The Scottish Government will review the current situation and consider whether changes to the law are required. I.e. Uh, Nothing's not going to get done, it. is it? Let's talk to Susan from Exeter. Hello, Susan. Hi, Susan. Good morning, Mark, and good morning to your lovely dawn there. Thank you very much. Oh, what, what do you want to say? I think she's going to say something uh, offensive about me now. <laughs> no, I think it, it must be very pleasurable for you, Mark, to have such a beautiful young lady with you. But anyway, the subject... Are you calling me Mark, is... Susan? You're not yes. calling me Mark, are you? It's Mike. Mike. Oh, sorry, darling, sorry. I knew it was Mike. Sorry, Darling works too, but... Darling's OK, darling. yeah, that covers it. Sir, don't go near sir. Don't call me no, sir, no, don't do that. No, well, I might do later on. OK. Um, the subject of this uh, slaughter of the animals, you see, the thing is, we, we this is going on all over Britain, um, all, over, all, all the time. We've had stag shooting and pheasant shooting for pleasure yep. all the time in this country. Fox hunting. Yep. Mm-hmm. People love that. You know, they're not humane enough to kill it with a gun. They just let the, the, the hounds rip, rip their head off and whatever. Yep. So I don't think we've got any... Um, Right to 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 sort of slander anyone for killing animals. Although I don't agree with it, she shouldn't. I don't think we should be treating hunting as as a glamorised. No, I think sport. I think people find it distasteful, Susan, to it see those pictures. Yeah, I don't like the pictures, but. I, I, I haven't seen the pictures. Apparently, she was smiling, holding up the, the yep. carcass. But in America, you know, we all know that they sh- they do shoot everything. They shoot squirrels. I mean, what the hell they used to yeah. shoot it? I don't know. I don't know what they must blow it apart. But um, 
Well, there's, know, a very, there's a picture of her taking a picture of the rather dim-looking bloke she's with, mm, who's sitting yeah. with a very fine-looking beast, which is a goat with his massive horns. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, it's just, it's just wrong, I think, you know? It is, uh, it is wrong. You see, I went vegetarian because, I mean, we're supposed to slaughter animals humanely in the slaughterhouses, but slaughterhouses for years have been a breeding ground for bullying. Those poor animals, they get pushed and shoved and screamed at. And um, they're not killed correctly sometimes. It's horrible. It's a well-known fact. They've, they've even got closed-circuit cameras in now to, to try and prevent this, pre- prevent the cruelty of the animals right. as they're going through to die. But you're, you know quite, but you're that, quite right, you? Susan. I've got a piece of information here in which it says uh, about 100,000 deer are killed mm. in Scotland every year. And the vast, oh, ma- yes. the vast majority of them, though, uh, unlike what we were told from our friend in the uh, League Against Cruel Sports, are shot by people who go on shooting holidays you know, oh, to, yes. to shooting yes. lodges. That's what happens. Well, they do, and the royal family do it, yeah, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. And all his brothers, and they even got Diana, and, and they'll probably get Megan going on it. Well, she I probably mean, knows how to shoot. She's from Los Angeles. She's a, she's a vegetarian well, exactly. who does yoga. <laughs> Is she a vegetarian? Yeah, I think so. Is she? I don't yeah. think so because she does chicken. She does chicken dishes. Oh no, she did, they did a roast chicken. See? Yeah, yeah. See, that's, mm. this, that's fake news. That yeah, Dawn. fake news. Sorry but about she that. She does do yoga. Yeah, well, oh, that's okay. Fine. Yeah, well, Mummy did yoga, didn't she? So, I mean, I, th- I think she's rather nice, and I'm glad she's joined the royal family. But I keep digressing all the time, so you'll have to tap my wrists on that. But really, I think to, to glamorise this, it's awful. But but you know, shooting uh, hunting animals has been going on for mm. years. In Are this you country. saying therefore that you sh- we should we should just let them carry on? Absolutely. Well, not really. No. Okay. But All right. what can you do about it? Because well, no, I, I agree with you, Susan. I think you're absolutely right. Thank you very much. Do call again because we enjoyed that call. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've got lots more to say. That's interesting stuff. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.